With Zero Time Dilemma right around the corner, we here at Suggestive Gaming thought it would be a good idea to go over the story of the previous games in the Zero Escape franchise, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, and Virtue's Last Reward. So without further ado, this is what you need to know about Zero Escape. Starting with Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, we find our main character Junpei awakened by a blast inside of the cabin of a ship at sea. All he can remember of how he got there was coming home late at night, only to be drugged by a white smoke, causing him to pass out. The last thing he saw was an ominous figure in a black gas mask. He soon notices that on his hand is a watch he cannot remove with the number 5 displayed on its screen. After solving a puzzle to escape the room he awoke in, Junpei finds a flooded hall, indicating that the ship he is in is now sinking. Outside the hallway is a main hall with a staircase where he meets eight others who were captured under similar circumstances, one of them being his childhood friend, Akane Kurashiki. Once the group assembles, they are greeted over the loudspeaker by someone identifying themselves as Zero, their captor. They explain that the Nine must play the Nonary game, in which they must find a door marked with the number 9 within 9 hours. They must do this by entering other escape rooms using combinations of the numbers on their bracelets to open various numbered doors throughout the ship. It is then that they notice that each of them has a bracelet with a different number, which they use to distinguish each other by a codename. Ace is number 1, Snake number 2, Santa number 3, Clover number 4, June number 6, who is actually Akane, 7, surprisingly enough, number 7, and Lotus number 8. Junpei is not given a nickname, as his true name was given when June exclaimed it out of surprise. When the group asks the number 9 man what he would like to be called, he quickly grabs Clover and holds her up with a knife. After forcing the group to use their bracelets to open one of the doors, he pushes Clover aside and enters on his own. After the doors close, the group starts to hear a beeping sound, and inside the man begins to scream. After a short amount of time, they hear an explosion and open the door to find the remains of the man, and proof that the game was deadly serious. The group splits up to take on the first round of numbered doors. Inside, Santa gives Junpei a bookmark with a clover on it, explaining the meaning of each leaf. The group reunites afterwards to find another set. Snake, who is revealed to be Clover's brother as well as Blind, goes missing. After being unable to find him, the group decides to move on, hoping to find him later. However, Lotus points out that in order to continue with their current bracelet numbers, they must leave one person behind. Ace volunteers and injects himself with an aesthetic the group found called Soparil so the group cannot protest his decision. During the next round, Snake's corpse is found in one of the rooms, exploded much like the Ninth Man's. This devastates Clover, who begins to suspect the others of being responsible. After reconvening once again, Ace is awoken and filled in on the current situation. The entire group go on to the next set of doors, and Ace, Junpei, and Clover end up finding another corpse, this time murdered by an axe. The body is of an older man dressed like a captain inside the captain's quarters. Suspiciously, he has a bracelet with the number zero on it. The three conclude that this was a red herring devised by Zero to get their guard down, and not the actual Zero. Junpei and Clover get a moment alone, where Junpei gives Clover the bookmark and passes on the explanation of the leafs he got from Santa. Clover then realizes that Santa and her had known each other, as they had both played the Nonary game nine years prior. Clover explains that the first Nonary game was designed by a company called Cradle Pharmaceutical, with the purpose to test a theory involving morphogenetic fields, which provide a means for humans to communicate telepathically with each other. The test involved young siblings, as they were the most susceptible to operating with the morphogenetic fields. Snake, Clover, and Santa were three of these children. Lotus's children were another pair. These powerful children were referred to as espers, with one of each pair being placed in identical games, one on an actual sinking ship and one in a simulated scenario in Building Q in the Nevada desert. 
However, this plan was foiled by a detective who had been thrown into the ship's prison when he was following the captured children. The detective, revealed to be seven, helped all of the children escape except for one, a girl whose name Clover could not reveal. After escaping that round, the group meet up again to find not one, but two number nine doors. Suddenly, however, Santa takes June hostage with a gun they found in the previous round. He takes June, Lotus, and Ace with him, leaving Junpei, Clover, and Seven behind. Trapped with no suitable combination to open the door, the group began to hear a loud pounding coming from the coffin in the chapel they occupy. Suddenly, Junpei encounters a premonition that urges him to push the buttons on his bracelet in a particular order. In reality, the premonition is actually Junpei's knowledge from another timeline, in which he chose different doors with different partners and found a safe with these instructions written on it. His bracelet then flashes a code, which he uses to open the coffin, revealing Snake alive and well. As it turns out, his clothes were taken from him, and the body that exploded could not have been his, as it had both arms, while Snake had one amputated and wears a prosthetic. Snake finishes Clover's explanation of the original Nonary game, revealing that the girl who died was named Akane. The group could now escape through the other number 9 door, and after doing so, catch up to June, Ace, Lotus, and Santa. Ace is then revealed to be Cradle Pharmaceutical CEO Jintaru Hongu, the man behind the original Nonary game, and that he had killed the ninth man, the man in the captain's quarters, and the man dressed up like Snake. These three men were also on the board of Cradle Pharmaceutical. The man dressed as Snake, however, was an accidental murder. Hango had in fact been trying to kill Snake, as he was part of the original Nonary game and undoubtedly would recognize him, but a condition which prevents him from distinguishing faces caused him to be set up by Zero. Santa is then revealed to be an assistant to Zero, who is in fact Akane who had actually died in the original Nonary game. However, in the past, she was able to communicate with this timeline's Junpei in order to solve the final puzzle of the original Nonary game and escape safely. Thus, she and Santa set up the entire second Nonary game to ensure that Junpei ended up in the right place at the right time and could communicate through the morphogenetic field and time to help save her. After Junpei helps the Akane of the past escape, the group come to find that Santa and June are now missing. They tie up Ace and escape to find that they hadn't been on a boat at all, but rather in the Nevada desert inside the original Nonary Games building Q. They find an SUV and make one final escape together. On the ride, they discuss several loose ends, such as clues to a mysterious Egyptian princess named Alice, whose body was said to be made up of Ice-9, a form of water which has a melting point of 96 degrees Fahrenheit. This princess was said to be frozen in a perfect state and was bought by Lord Dashiell Gordain, a titanic survivor, collector, and the same man who bought the Gigantic, the ship the first Nonary game took place on. Alice was said to be on the Gigantic by a note left by Gordain, but she was never found. Just then, the group find a hitchhiker, a woman dressed in ancient Egyptian garb. This is our final glimpse of 999, and we are then brought to Virtue's Last Reward. Virtue's Last Reward begins with our new protagonist, Sigma, waking up in an elevator, along with a girl who introduces herself as Phi. The two solve a puzzle and meet an AI rabbit named Zero Three. After escaping the elevator, the two meet up with seven others, and Zero Three explains that they were captured to play a new form of the nonary game, Ambidex Edition. In this nonary game, the players must strategically ally or betray team members after an escape room in order to gain bracelet points, named so because they display on the user's bracelets. Nine points and the player can open the number nine door and escape the facility. Drop below zero, however, and you get punished, to the tune of poison injected directly into your bloodstream. Each choice Sigma makes in this game creates a new, branching timeline. As such, multiple realities and storylines occur throughout the game. However, Sigma slowly learns to remember situations that he has experienced in alternate timelines, including the following information about his fellow partners. Luna is a golem, or an android, programmed to ensure the game goes on correctly by zero. 
Alice and Clover return from the previous game, with the revelation that after the events of the first game, Alice took the original group to a government facility run by the Special Office of Internal Security to be questioned. Alice was an SOIS agent who was searching for a terrorist group which he suspected was involved with the second nonary game. Alice then recruited Clover to join SOIS as well in their search for the terrorist organization called Free the Soul. Dio, a supposed member of the game, turned out to be a member of the Myrmidons, the private military force of the terrorist organization Free the Soul. He was instructed to infiltrate the facility, which is called Rhizome 9, in an effort to plan four bombs and destroy it, including the members of the game. It is revealed that he killed an old woman and took her place in the game. Dio is also revealed to be a clone, as are all of the Myrmidons, of a man named Left. Left was the brother of the leader of Free the Soul, who is aptly named Brother. Brother started Free the Soul with the sole intention of destroying humanity, as he believed they caused the death of Left at a young age. Brother also had Esper powers, and the thoughts he saw in people's minds disgusted him. To accomplish this task, he and Free the Soul released a deadly virus called Radical Six, which caused the infected to experience the world at 1-6 speed, leading to psychosis and eventual suicide. After experiencing many possible outcomes, Sigma eventually learns all of the codes to disarm Dio's bombs. Eventually, he and Phi find a recording of the old woman Dio had killed. She reveals herself to be none other than Akane Kurashiki, and explains that the point of this nonary game was to enable Phi and Sigma to transport their consciousnesses to the past. This was called the AB Project. Phi and Sigma go back to just before the game began and prevent Dio from killing Akane. Jumping back to the future, the group successfully escapes through the number 9 door to find themselves on the moon. A member of the group, Tenmyoji, reveals that he is in fact Junpei from 999, and surprisingly, Sigma, Phi, Clover, and Alice were put into cryogenic sleep and were out for 45 years since their capture. Junpei, along with his adopted son Quark, entered the nonary game via a promise that he would see Akane once more. Radical Six had spread across Earth, originating at a Mars mission test site in Nevada. This massive infection caused humanity to attempt to eliminate the virus by blowing up 18 antimatter plants. This caused a massive uprising of dust to block out the sun, turning the Earth into a wasteland. The group head back inside and find a freezing pod, which they open to find a clone of Sigma. Through this revelation, Sigma discovers that the group do not recognize this clone, and he sees through a reflection of himself that he has aged 45 years. Sigma had jumped consciousness 45 years to the future, so his older conscious could jump back to the past and prevent the spreading of Radical Six. Another member of the group, K, is revealed to be Akane in this timeline. In others where she died, K was the Sigma clone. Akane then threatens Phi and Sigma, causing them to jump back to their past bodies on the day the antimatter plants explode. Sigma finds himself back in his 22-year-old body in Akane's headquarters. She explains to him that he must now develop the third nonary game to ensure that his future self, along with Akane and Phi, can make the jump to the past to prevent the outbreak of the Radical Six virus at the Mars mission test site and save humanity. Leading us to the conclusion of our story, Zero Time Dilemma. Hey everybody, obviously I could not cover all of the storyline of this franchise. There are so much moving parts that go into it with time travel and alternate timelines and so much scientific explanation. It's a fantastic franchise. If you haven't played the first two games, I definitely recommend you go out there and do it. If you have played the first two games, you use this as a refresher, please give me a thumbs up down there. Leave a comment. Let me know I helped you out. We've really enjoyed doing these What You Need to Know videos, and please let us know if there are any other franchises you want us to do in the future. Suggestive Gaming is also a Let's Play channel. We play games you suggest. If you just want to suggest a game for us to play, please write that in the comments below. Otherwise, click this video here. It's uh, one of our episodes. I, I, I enjoy it. I think you would, too. Thanks again for watching, guys.
Looks like you've been convicted with the crime of rake. <laughs>